Hi, I'm Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. This is where we cut up the show, we remove the songs out of it, but we leave everything else in so you can still have the radio type experience. I hope you enjoy. FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. Business owners, you have arrived at your new home for business on the FM dial. I want a nice clean fight. Hands up. No blows below the belt. Introducing Coach Nikki. It's Monday night and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show, proudly sponsored by CoachNikki.com. In five, four, four. Three, three, two, two, one. Here's your host, Coach Nicky. Good afternoon, everyone, and as I welcome you to the very first Business 101 show for January in 2021, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us. And of course, as usual in the studio with me is Mel. G'day, Mel. Welcome back. I know the second line of that song. Your dreams were your ticket out. Ah, there you go. I can't sing it. It's good to be back. (laughs) It's good to be back. (laughs) Enjoy your break. I did. Thank you so much. It's a nice five-week break off air, but I managed to sneak away for one week with the family just to totally sort of unplug. I unplugged from my businesses for seven whole days. So Yeah, it was good. Actually, it gave us an opportunity to play a lot of the interviews that you did at Lexpo. It was a really good opportunity, yes. I'm glad they got on air and then we got through them. We had such a large amount of them. Yeah, and and because... You were doing the interviews mm. and I was sort of there recording bits and pieces. I never actually got a chance to listen to them. Oh, okay. Right? So, I mean, I'm sort of making buzzing around and you're just chat, chat, chat. Yep. So, the last few weeks during the summer edition, it gave me an opportunity to listen to the local businesses from Logan that were at Lexbo that uh, we go, I tell you what, there's some talent out there. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting people getting around, isn't there? Yeah. And it was really enjoyable just to sit back and, and listen. Well, you didn't when you're in the studio here. You know, I'm on this side of the desk, and mm. and you're on the other side. You don't sit back and relax because you've got to keep things you know mm. happening. But it was entertaining in the fact that um, I learned a few things, different some of the different businesses that are around, um, some of the the you know the opportunities that uh, are there. The lady that was the author, I forget her name. but Rhiannon? Um, uh, yeah. and uh, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, they're, they're doing things with the, the Lagan Chamber of uh, Commerce with the arts mm. and, and those people, musicians as well, because basically, technically, they are a small business. That's right. I'm, that's, pl- I'm pleased that you found it interesting. It was good. I wasn't lonely. No, well, that's good. And I'd just like to thank you for putting in the hard yards, Malcolm West, for this the summer series. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> good job. Thank you. And, of course, well, you're a you're mad back now, fan, so, so yeah. well, you can take over. That's it. Thank you very much. And... And hey, welcome Business Tribe. I missed you. Um, a lot of stuff happened over the break and a lot of news uh, 
floated around. And of course, Brisbane had its first three-day lockdown. That was a bit of a taste for us since, well, we'd already been in that sort of predicament since March last year. But it was just interesting that uh, life goes on and I was keen to get back to uh, continue the conversation with you. So welcome back and I'm very, very pleased to be back. Special shout out, of course, uh, also to Stuart, Kerry, Ray, Shane, Cheryl, Joel, uh, Ray, Paul and everyone at all the chambers. I know they'll be listening tonight. So g'day to everybody at the uh, business chambers. They've already ramped up the committees. They're already fired up for their first event. And even um, Beanley Yatla have got their first lunch already booked with special guests Robin Moore and that's happening on the 29th at Club Bean Lee so make sure you go and get your tickets from the bycc.com.au if you want to get together and get this year firing from the start. Well of course uh, one of the big things that did come out of last year was the importance that the local chambers do play in the business tribe and the business community here in Logan. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be a huge year for the Chambers because things are changing this year, aren't they? JobKeeper comes off. Uh, People get used to the new reality, the new norm. I think people will get depressed that we're not going anywhere overseas this year. Hey, but uh, we've got a lot of places in Australia that a lot of people haven't I get it, I get it, but it's the mental jab that I think people have to overcome first. So, well, you can't even go into state because we've got premiers that are trigger happy on border closures, but that's later in the show. So I'm just saying, it's you can't move around anywhere. Um, Confidence is at an all-time low. So it's a challenging environment for business this year. Things are still really positive, and I've got some housing data that will back up that even consumer confidence is high, but there are still some things that really take the wind out of the sails, and we'll go through some of those today. So Mel, at the risk of being slightly controversial for this first episode for 2021, I am going to weigh in some opinions, I am going to pick some sides, and we are going to talk some real talk uh, with some political skew. What happened to you? Not much. <laughs> I just, You're back recharged. Well, yeah, I am a bit recharged. I also Good. think it's about, to, you know, I'm the one who says there's no money in the middle. Uh, and whilst I've been trying to walk a very balanced um, sort of, you know, I'll let everyone make up their own decisions. This is not a current affairs program. This is a, a news and, and strategy and coaching program. Uh, I would like to weigh in with some things based on some facts that I've come up with. So anyway, that's, I'm just warning you. I will always forecast what I'm doing. So, but look, the reason why I really like January, uh, actually, let me ask you a question. Do you make a New Year's resolution? Um, I did. Yeah? You're the type of person that does it. Are, oh, are you I, happy to share it? or? What, what is it? You make a New Year's resolution uh, for, for the 12 months, takes uh, less than a week to break it? Depends on what it is, yeah. Yeah. Me, myself, yep. I've just got to um, get healthier. Wow, we got the same one. We haven't talked about this, by the way, folks. Um, that's exactly what mine was. I just love it when you throw things out. Yeah, I know. Um, and this is why I brought it up, because uh, whether you're a New Year's resolution type person or not, I think there is power in setting a target and a goal for yourself. Now, whether that's in your business, whether that's for you personally. So I wanted to share what mine was because we're going to talk a lot about you this year. So I I feel like I've got to um, share with you my personal stuff as well. And it's funny that Mal said get healthy because I've got the same thing. Get healthy is on my agenda. I feel like I'm about eight kilos too heavy. So I really want to try and get control of myself this year. I really feel sorry for you. Only eight. Yeah, thanks, mate. Only eight. (laughs) Look, it's... and it, you know what? Just let's get serious for a minute. Most business owners are fat. And I'll tell you why most of us are fat and overweight. It's because the business comes first. Yeah. We don't come first. We put ourselves probably fourth or fifth. And that is a huge dilemma and a problem. So part of my uh, resolution this year is I'm going to get healthier. It's not about weight loss. It's about being healthier. Yep. Um, and it's also about being more selfish. So this year I'm putting myself first and my relationship with my wife first, not my family. My family's coming in third. So just think about that for a minute. I can feel the hate mail coming already. But it's like it really takes a conscious uh, focus to actually go, right, 
kids are you know pretty much red. And my youngest is going to grade twelve this year, so I support him obviously. But I'm just saying, yeah. the focus actually is going to go into myself and my relationship more so than my family, because that's where 100 percent of the focus has been in work and family. Yeah. So I'm making that conscious shift to move some of the focus off work, some of the focus off family and redirecting that focus into myself and relationship because you've only got 100% focus and you've yeah. got to divvy 100% focus up somehow. So that's that's the challenge. So that's a challenge I've set for myself this year. Um, I think it's a challenge that Millie shares. Normally we will turn to each other New Year's Eve and say, what are we going to, what's our resolution this year? What do we want to do? We haven't really confirmed it in a final conversation, but we're both talking about the same things. Um, connection, having more fun in 2021 uh, and really yeah. sort of putting ourselves first, not just dropping everything because the business dictates everything. So yeah, there you go. So if you, my friends, have made a resolution, I'm guessing it's going to be along the lines of either health or prosperity or happiness, then please make sure that you take active steps towards your resolution and the important part is remember it's not a or b it can be a and a half so that is if you're about i'm going to stop eating carbs which is incredibly specific i've been on a vegetable soup diet for four days um or eating style uh, if you have carbs that doesn't mean your resolution's out the window it just means you had a blip now remember you should sit back and go hmm that's unlike me yes and then just keep going so don't just don't give up okay so there you go january you've got a whole opportunity a year full of uh, opportunities to go and by the way if you're on um, get healthy for your new year's resolution i've started uh, working out at 5 30 in the morning on an exercise bike that millie and the kids bought for me for a christmas present which is awesome and i've also put together a spotify playlist so if you search for coach nikki's 5 30 a.m workout i'm laughing because i did have 5 a.m but that's it's normally 5 30 when i get on in, into the bike coach nikki's 5 30 a.m workout you can find that track on spotify if you want to get some cool music to get your blood pumping and get you going so yeah later in the show tonight's nickyism is uh just suck less next time it's one of my favorite ones i've been saying it to mel this afternoon and i'm gonna share how i actually had to use it myself uh, last week through a dumb situation that saw one sms cost me three thousand dollars so just suck less next time really came in handy for me last week So I just want to uh, refocus and just state it again. There's a combined chamber lunch event at Club Bean Lee on the 29th, January, hosted by the Bean Lee Yatla Chamber of Commerce with special guest Robin Moore. So please go to BYCC for Bean Lee Yatla Chamber of Commerce, bycc.com.au slash events. There's more Business 101 show to go. Coach Nikki will be right back after this. Hi, I'm Carrie Saverin, President of the Beanley Outlet Chamber of Commerce. Make sure you tune in to the Business 101 show Monday nights at 6pm here on Logan's 101 FM. Oh, there are signs everywhere, aren't there? <laughs> it's a very 90s themed show tonight and uh, I'm going to get in trouble by the music director tomorrow, but I've thrown his rule book out the window because we've got 90 songs for our entire music slot this afternoon. I'm a child of the 90s and I want to celebrate the first show with 90s music, so there you go. Ace of Bass, great band, but uh, that's really not what we want to talk about. We really want to talk about, imagine one SMS costing you $3,000 in cost. Ouch. Yeah, and I'm not talking about, you know, sent it to 3,000 people and it cost me a dollar an SMS. It's just, it's a story of, I talk a lot about you've got to create an environment for your team that is mistake safe in that people feel safe in making mistakes and you've got to let your team learn through error. Well, I had such a case arise last week and it was really good for me because I talk all these strategies and I use them, but when I'm tested, when it's pushed back towards me, I often think, hmm, do I really believe what I'm saying? And I'm actually happy to say that I do. And it ties in with the Nickyism that's coming up. Just suck less in a minute. So my country manager, um, it's no secret I have 
uh, a team that is split. So I've got a split team uh, that's half based in the Philippines and half based here. So we do a lot of our programming and digital support through our Clark team in the Philippines and then our on-site pick pack uh, and etc here on shore. Now, my country manager, who's a Spanish fellow, um, has been with me for five years, manages the team over there. And he was really saying to me, look, um, hiring and firing decisions, I'd like to make those decisions from now on. And I said, absolutely, no problem. You've been with me five years. I trust the way that you think. You know you know how I think about things. Go for it. No problem, Sergi. It's all up to you. So um, Sergi hears me talk a lot about take massive action uh, instantly. Now, we'd been speaking about a um, staff reshuffle because we had a position that wasn't working very well. And um, conversation came back to go, look, I think we need to terminate one of our positions and make that position redundant. It was in our marketing team. <laughs> so we've discussed it. I, I've done all the one-on-ones with the team members. And go, yep. Now, the person in question was actually on sick leave for that day. Um, and of course, Sergio and I talked and said, look, yep, we're going to actually make the marketing manager's position redundant. Um, so, and he goes, well, I'll take care of that for you. I said, okay, just make sure you do it the right way. No problem. A little unbeknownst to me, Sergio was, took that and ran with it so much so that he fired off an SMS 10 minutes later to the staff member involved whilst they were off sick saying, um, you've been terminated, you're no longer required. Now, one, let's not talk about how horrible that is uh, sacking by SMS because that's just a different conversation. You just don't do that. Um, the secondary bit was the termination. Uh, normally, you could get 30 days notice and then pay 30 days redundancy, whereas because of that action taken, we actually had to pay 60 days straight out. Absolutely fair because we did it the wrong way as a, an organisation. So, But it just made me laugh that that one SMS, the timing of that, because he was keen to, yep, let's get this sorted and let's get action, uh, it ended up costing me in real dollars three thousand Australian dollars uh, for the next over the next two months. So, you got to walk the walk, and you talk the talk. You got to walk the walk, and my learning from that leads on to today's Nickyism. Nickyism, a strategy and/or saying that Nicky says, which, when used, will get you ahead faster. So, just suck less next time uh, is a really good one. And Malcolm was using this earlier today as well, weren't you, Mel? And I was talking to Sergi about this, and I said, listen, you've made this mistake, and he was really, oh, look, I'm really sorry, yeah, we'd, and we talked through the cultural differences of, you know, you can't sack people by text, because that's just horrible, you just don't do that. And we just got back to the point, go, okay, well, next time you do this, you'll now know the proper process to go through HR and uh, do it in a different way. And we both agreed that he would suck less next time that he went through this um, position of having to let somebody go. So there's a real learning, um, warts and all, it's horrendous from a... Um, how I'd want my company to uh, function but what do you do once something's happened you've got to deal with it and that's the same thing uh, we talked about with the HR department they said look uh, this is really not fair for the staff member how it went down so completely agree what do we need to do to make it right and we've taken those steps to make it right as right as you can be it's still horrible right so just suck suck less next time you are going to make mistakes no matter what you do you will your people will make mistakes once you give them freedom to make decisions but as long as you can talk with them and understand why do they make those decisions again Sergio was trying to be quick and do things quickly and I appreciate that but that came at the cost of due process so he learned that okay I've got to balance speed with due process to make sure that I get the right result so ultimately for our organisation it's a positivity at the end of the day um, but it was just a very ugly sort of couple of days to go through that process and it yeah it cost cost me some money but there you go just suck suck less it's very hard to say just suck less next time Mel yes yeah 
There's more Business 101 show to go. Don't, don't touch that dial. Coach Nikki will be right back after this. Dear mind, this year's tested us all. I've realized there's magic in every moment. Be good to yourself. Kind regards, me. Create a healthier relationship with your mind. Search Dear Mind for more. It's Stuart Fleming, the president of the Logan Chamber of Commerce, and you're listening to the Business 101 Show with Coach Nikki on your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. I did tell you it's going to be a 90s heavy night. Great 90s music. Mel doesn't know a lot of 90s music. He knows all the ones before that. So it's a bit of an educational. I mean, he's educating me. But anyway, the business tribe of Logan Mel will be very strong in the 90s genre. I am very confident of that. Very confident. Now, we're going to move into the news that caught my attention this week. Uh, and before Mel runs the backing music for that, um, I just also would like to no- uh, note that the Logan Village Falcon Sporting Club welcome back Josh Stick after a three years absence. So they're very excited about that. They've just posted that in socials about 20 minutes ago. And also that training resumes this Wednesday for the Vito Men's and Women's League down there at the Logan Village Falcon. So it's good to see local sport sort of coming back to life as well as business, which is awesome. Let's get into the news that caught my attention this week. No surprise that Alan Joyce called out the Victorian government this week over the hypocrisy over Victorians not being allowed to return home, but a thousand people could come in for the Australian Open. Of course, Joyce's family was directly affected, and that was enough to finally make him openly criticise the border closures by the Victorian government. Interestingly, Jane Hardlicker, the Jetstar, uh, ex-Jetstar executive, which is now the Virgin CEO, came out and said the same thing in support of Joyce's comments. Now, I know that the transport has a vested interest to get the borders back open, but it is interesting that they were so direct and so blunt this week. Keeping on the airline themes, Emirates Airlines has halted all the Eastern Coast flights due to the arrival cap numbers going down for the month of February, driven by the Eastern States. It now only leaves Qatar Airways servicing Australia, which is a little bit of a worry for anyone who travels internationally. Something lighter now, a current affair began on Australian television back in 1988 World Expo, which of course was the Sydney version. I did ask you before, uh, which was the domain that was created 25 years ago that had its own jingle? Yahoo! Yahoo.com in 1995 was created. Isn't it interesting, 25 years, it came and it went. To show how technology goes, a rescue drone in 2018 was used for the first time to save swimmers struggling in heavy surf. That's in 2018. The rescue drone was used by Lifesavers in New South Wales to rescue two teenagers from dangerous waters. The Lifesavers used a drone to drop a flotation device to the two teenage boys. Why did I tell you that in the business show? Because it's an interesting how technology has evolved and it's even permeated into surf lifesaving and actually chucking a lifesaving device to someone using a drone. I think that's pretty cool. The first Valiant car was released by Chrysler in Adelaide in 1962. And if you're like me, I grew up in the back of a Valiant, so Valiants have a very soft spot in my heart. Reading the My City Logan newspaper, Credit Critical for Business, the Ombudsman overseeing small business and family enterprise, wants a federally funded loan scheme for small business to provide them with the cash flow they need to survive the next 12 months. 
Kate Carnell said access to credit will be critical to keeping those otherwise viable small businesses afloat, particularly over the coming months as support measures are phased out and the bills start flowing in again. Also, airlines demand end to Premier Border Wars. Although the health and well-being of Australians must be our first priority, today we feel like a collection of foreign countries, Mrs Hardwicker said, who is of course the Virgin CEO. It's a very interesting. Carolyn Ovington, which is the, who is the Associate Editor of The Australian This Weekend, wrote, At time of writing, more than 5,000 Victorians have been denied permission to cross the border. You might think that has got to be illegal to lock people out of their own home state, but you'd be wrong. There's a whole story that uh, Carolyn goes into, but I am going to pause that one there because we'll tie that up in the last segment of the show where we hear words from the former Prime Minister Tony Abbott and he chips in with his thoughts on the issue as well. I pulled this out of the file uh, and I've got a note written to myself, use this in the January show and this was written in August last year. APRA announced in August in 2019 that unrented holiday homes and second dwellings would no longer be allowed to be classified as an owner-occupied. Now, what that means is the financing structure that people have used has to go to an investment, and normally the investment interest rate is higher. So that means that it's going to be an increase of about 1%, not too bad, but of course it's 100,000 properties. So there's more cost going to be laid across people and their loans. Next month, the COVID loan deferral scheme comes to an end. That's over $195 billion in loans owed by 800,000 people. So February is the start of the economy version 2. February to April, once JobKeeper finishes, I've written a note here that says, see, may be our first economic cliff after April. So these are the notes that I also made to myself in August last year. So revisiting notes and talking about things, it's interesting how things are going to come to the fore now. Now, just in case you were feeling quite depressed about all that and going, oh, no, it's not positive, it is positive. In the weekend Australian, home loan lending hits a new high. Construction loan commitments jumped 5.6% in November to $3 billion, to be up 75% since July. That's not surprising, but here's the good one. And at twice the level of a year earlier. So twice the level before COVID, perfect for construction loan commitments. The number of first home buyers lifted by 3% to 13,090, the highest since October 2009. It's good strong signs in the economy. Australians, we love our homes. So if we're buying homes, it means we're confident. New house lending to would-be landlords climbed 6% in November, which is no surprise, and was 4% higher than a year before. So the property market as you hear all over the news, is performing well, so people do feel quite good about those things. Do you mind? I was in a good place. Then the world changed. Daily uncertainties became huge struggles. I've missed so much, especially the grandkids. A lot happened to all of us. It's okay to not feel fine. Small things each day go a long way. Make time for you. Take Take care. care. Me. Create a healthier relationship with your mind. Search Dear Mind for more. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. I've got something new for you uh, this year. I thought we would have words of the week. I was uh, I bought myself a present, actually, because I want to increase my vocabulary because I feel like I'm getting dumber as I'm getting older. So I'm going to try and expand my vocab this year. And I thought you may, my friends, find this interesting. Let me ask you this. I'm going to use Mel as my guinea pig. He loves it when I put him on the spot. Mel, what do you think yeah, an adjective, means? Yeah, Y-A-R-E. Yeah means I agree, yes. No, not Y-E-A-H. 
Y-A-R-E. Yeah. Y-E-A-R. It's an adjective. Yeah. It's quick and agile, lively. Despite considerable celebrating the previous night, Amanda was yeah and limber at her gymnastics competition. Yeah. Quick and agile, lively. Okay, that was pretty hard. What about this one? Masticate. Chew. Yes, got it. One, that was an easy one. What about emollient? Mixing. Emulsify, mm. something like that. Uh, sort of, Rub no, not, not quite. It's an adjective, not a verb. Yeah, you're touching your skin. You nearly got it. Yeah. Emollient. What do you think, folks? Able to soften something, especially skin. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, xenocurrency. Uh, cryptocurrencies, is that? Mm, yeah. I thought that too, but it's not. It's no. a noun. Xenocurrency. Money that is circulated or traded in money markets outside its country of issue. Oh, okay. So the example is the Wallaces stopped speculating in Xeno currency once rumours of a worldwide recession began circulating. How many have you got so far out of four? Uh, one. Yeah. How are you going at home? One? Okay, good. Ross Burns is in the next studio. <laughs> I think he's, he's held up got three four fingers. out of four. Oh, he got four out of four. He's, he's a very smart yes. man, Ross Burns. Okay. Um, uh, quixotic. It's an adjective. Quixotic. I have got no idea. Ross knows. <laughs> okay, I can't tell what Ross is saying for the next year. Quixotic, it's an adjective. Okay. Those playing at home, any ideas? Idealistic, impractical, or both. Extravagantly chivalrous or romantic. There is something quixotic in me about money, something meek and guilty. I want it and I like it, but I cannot imagine insisting on it, pressing it out of people. Like a knight in shining armour. There you go. So they're the five words for the week. So this year, my friends, it's not only about learning strategy, learning about HR, learning about all the other things. We are going to expand our vocabulary and get healthier together. So I'm playing charades, <laughs> charades with Ross in the next studio. We have a window between studios here, folks, and Ross is coming in for uh, Aussie Homegrown. He's yeah. trying to play along, and I can't hear him. So Sounds like... <laughs> this- uh, this is good TV, not good radio. Sorry, <laughs> but there you go. So uh, those w- the words of the week. Let me know. If, oh, by the way, how do people get in touch with the show? There's a very easy way, Mel. They can get in touch via our Facebook page, Logan yeah. City 101 FM. Uh, we do have our uh, email, which is business at 101fm.org.au. But the Facebook is interaction live. We've got it here. So if uh, people got a question, they can certainly just uh, um, message us through. That's it. So. Um, before we get on to uh, hearing the words of former PM Tony Abbott about border closures and about pandemic preparedness, uh, I just wanted to, in, in that light of you know being healthier this year and also expanding the vocab, I'm going to do the Business 101 show book club. Now, I am not an avid reader. I struggle to read because it's about focus and commitment, and I feel freaked out that I'm committing to a book, right? It sounds weird. But it's just it's my own head game that I'm playing. Um, so the book we're going to read, the first one, is The Art of War. There's a lot of funny movies. You referenced the line out of Battleships. Um, The book is The Art of War. So if you've got The Art of War, most of us have it lying around at home. I encourage you to get it. And we're going to read the first chapter this coming week, the first chapter. One chapter a week. Excuse me. And then we're going to talk about it next week on the show. So let's read the first chapter together. I've already read it three times, but I'm going to go back and read it again. And then I'm going to bring it up next week. So if you want to know what I'm talking about next week, we're briefly going to touch on that. Sound good? <laughs> I think I better need. I better find a copy quick. That's it. The art of war. So there you go. So that's it from me on this segment. Now let's go to a break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about, and we'll hear the words of our former PM Tony Abbott, and let's have a talk about what he's saying. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? 
Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show live podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. No matter what the occasion, a birthday, an anniversary, or even for Mother's Day, nothing says I love you like fresh flowers. Station sponsor, The Flower Hub, have been delivering locally grown flower happiness all over Australia and they're a proud Logan business. Flower Hub sells farm-sized bunches of fresh flowers from the grower direct to you online. Flower Hub home delivery with a safe, no-contact delivery system. Make someone happy today. Browse the flowers and shop at theflowerhub.com.au. Hi, I'm Harry Wazola from HBW Accountants. If you're in business, make sure you listen to the Business 101 show every Monday night at 6pm with Coach Nikki right here on your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. Over the break, I was fortunate to read a lot of different things, and I read this piece by our former PM, Tony Abbott. It's called Lessons from a Lost Year Will Stand Us Well, and I found it very poignant and helped me clarify my own thoughts, so I'm going to share it with you tonight. It's about an eight-minute read, but I really think it is definitely worth it because it touches on all the major topics that we're all talking and thinking about right now. The former PM says, with the pandemic still inhibiting daily life and generating almost unimaginable public spending, even from governments of the centre-right, This is a dispiriting time for those wanting government that's smaller, tax that's lower, and freedom that's greater. Yet even in the face of a pandemic, it remains a fact that government can't spend a dollar that it doesn't raise today or won't pay back tomorrow. That means trying to learn from this experience rather than entrenching what's unsustainable. As Health Minister in the Howard Government from 2003 to 2007, I massively upgraded the national medicine stockpile, including all but cornering the world market for antiviral drugs in anticipation of a possible bird flu pandemic. Back then, the national pandemic plan included early international border closures, special isolation facilities, mobile testing and treatment, and ramped up ICUs. It never included even in its August 2019 iteration, advice to close state borders, shut workplaces and cancel mass gatherings in a moderate pandemic. Its ethical framework included ensuring that the rights of the individual are upheld as much as possible and that measures taken are proportionate to the threat. It's curious how much of the response to COVID-19 has mimicked the response to the Spanish flu pandemic of a century ago. Despite better population health and a vastly improved medical system, with state borders closed, large events banned, hotels and restaurants shut, and compulsory mask wearing, even though COVID-19 has turned out to be far less dangerous. In Australia, Spanish flu is thought to have killed about 15,000 people from a population of 5 million. In the US, it killed more than half a million from a population of 100 million. Around the world, it's thought to have killed upwards of 50 million, unlike now, It was people in their prime who were most at risk. Then there was a stoic acceptance that disease was part of life. Now, the emphasis is on banishing disease, and stoicism is mostly reserved for the restrictions needed to bring this about. Even though the global health impact of this pandemic, so far, is about as severe as the Asian flu pandemic of the late 1950s and the Hong Kong flu pandemic of the late 1960s, which both had well over a million deaths worldwide without triggering anything approaching large-scale shutdowns. I will just pause that there and say we have hit 2 million um, now in this pandemic. So that 1 million is now 2 million. So back to uh, former Prime Minister Abbott's words. 
My sense is that it's the seismic cultural shifts now underway in the West that have driven a pandemic response that's so different from that envisaged under plans drawn up even just a short time ago. We are materially rich, but spiritually poor and generally more fearful. More self-confident governments would not have placed so much faith in unelected and unaccountable experts. The experts would not have so readily changed their minds about the need for mandatory shutdowns. Societies that retained more faith in the world to come would have been less alarmed by a virus like those that have readily been seen off before. Yes, but for the social distancing measures put in place, this pandemic could have been worse. Even so, it's not realistic to subsidise wages and businesses indefinitely to shut venues whenever cases spike and to keep borders closed in the absence of a vaccine that still can't be counted on or could take years to become universal. Because at some point, people will start to count the costs of COVID against the cost of the measures to deal with it. This may already have happened in parts of the US. For all governments at all times, the challenge is to get the balance right between keeping people safe and keeping people free. Largely thanks to the early closure of our international borders, Australia has been remarkably successful in minimising COVID-19 deaths. But with $300 billion currently committed, essentially paying people not to work, at what cost to our have-a-go spirit, especially given that finding people to fill jobs, thanks to the higher dole, has become harder than ever. It's been instructive to compare the pandemic response of the Victorian Labor government and the New South Wales Liberal National one. It's hard to see any health justification for the curfew and the ring of steel around Melbourne. At times, Labor premiers have seemed almost to revel in slamming shut their borders, restricting their business and giving orders to the public. The pandemic has been a plausible rationale for much the bigger and more interfering government, which voters would normally reject. The Liberal premiers, on the other hand, certainly New South Wales' Gladys Berejiklian, have been reluctant health despots. Their emphasis has been on keeping the economy open as far as possible. There's no doubt that ordering people to stay at home for long enough can stop infectious disease in its track, as Victoria has shown. But while the memories of this pandemic are fresh and well before the next one arrives, different potential strategies from attempted eradication to suppression to management need much further study and public debate. To what extent should everyone be locked down in order to protect a vulnerable minority? And is there a better option than locking up the elderly on the one hand or exposing them to premature death on the other because selective shielding was too hard to manage? When the Italian hospital system seemed to be collapsing under the strain of COVID cases, a degree of public panic was understandable. But nine months on, with the virus much better understood and much less likely to kill, even here in Australia, it's still being treated like the Grim Reaper. More perspective on the virus, at least going forward, could help to dispel the climate of fear that once created is hard to shake, and that trends to bring out the authoritarian in officials and the conformist in citizens. Although conservatism is pragmatic, it's still a pragmatism based on values. Even for public safety, centre-right governments are reluctant regulators and cautious spenders. What's important now, if conservatism is not to suffer a serious loss of morale and crisis of conviction, is to wind all this back as quickly as possible and to try to ensure that the response to the next pandemic is more sustainable, balanced between suppressing the disease and suppressing normal life. We're all in this together has been the pandemic's background chorus, but that hasn't been people's everyday experience, at least after the initial response. Public servants and politicians have had their pay maintained or even increased while working from home. While the JobKeeper wage subsidy has lasted, Some workers have earned far more than usual, but with less actual needed to work, while others took substantial pay cuts. 
Thanks to government decision-making, many business owners saw their income slashed, but not necessarily their expenses. When state governments get away with imposing tougher restrictions on churches than on brothels and on religious services than on sporting events, keeping state borders closed for months longer than any health imperative could justify, requiring people on the street to produce papers in order to avoid heavy fines, denying sick and dying people ready access to their families because of minute infection risk, failing to notice stormtrooper tactics against people in parks or in their own homes, and announcing draconian new restrictions based on impossible-to-question expert advice. That's inevitably not released. Public trust is unlikely to be sustained. Our sense of nationhood could take a long time to recover from the Queensland Premier's declaration that Queensland hospitals are for Queenslanders, or the West Australian Premier's refusal to allow Australians from other states to enter his, even with quarantine. Always it's the job of a thoughtful Conservative to question and to doubt, to insist that new measures be justified and proportionate, especially when change goes counter to considered positions that Conservative political movements have been supporting for decades. Of course, as Cicero once declared, the people's safety is the highest law, but that hardly makes safety first the only principle or even the first principle that should guide government. Especially when the impact of action or inaction is speculative, and when not knowing the future makes it hard to decide what to do now, it's more important than ever not to overreact. Even if Australia's COVID-19 toll remains low and there's a quick recovery from the policy-induced economic slump, and even if an early vaccine means that Australia does not need to remain closed to the world, this is unlikely to be a time anyone recalls with much pride, because so much that happened has been out of character with an Australia accustomed to strive and seek to find and not to yield. For premiers much more on centre stage than usual, for health officials dictating the terms of daily life, and above all for the scientists seeking COVID-19 cures, these have been the most balanced bracing of times. For most of us, though, there's been the dull prospect, not of doing more, but of doing less. Not how much more can I do for my country, but how much less must I do to be safe. I can't think of a better way to kick off the new year than with a renewed emphasis on the active virtues and the robust attitudes that have made Australia a country to be proud of. Let's get back to being people who have a go so that 2020 turns out to be the only year in our history blighted by a focus on what we can't do rather than what we can do. That was Tony Abbott. He's a former Prime Minister of Australia, of course, and it's an ex edited extract of his contribution to Cancel Culture and the Left's Long March by Wilkinson, which will be published out in March. The reason why I wanted to share that today is, one, that was very profound for me reading that over the holidays because I had time to absorb it. And I really liked the idea that the former PM raised about this idea of one nation nationalism because that really drives me. When I think about my business confidence... I do a lot of business in Sydney and Melbourne, but I wouldn't get on a plane and go to Sydney and Melbourne. I wouldn't be doing that type of business in those states because I feel like at any stage, uh, the Premier of my state could shut the border if something like we have an outbreak of one yeah. or two. Now, that's a problem for business confidence. Again, Premiers have a very hard job, right, Mel? Mm. But the thing is, when are we going to start actually looking at this from a truly national approach and treat our economy as a national economy and not leave, like look down into state level. Queensland hospitals are not just for Queenslanders. I will get the same health care standing in George Street in Sydney as I would in Queen Street Mall in Brisbane. I'm an Australian. I'm, a I'm an Australian living in Queensland. I'm not a Queenslander living in Australia. Yeah. 
So I think that's where that whole argument and everything sort of gone skew if. So I really liked that. Um, I hope you could follow that. I, again, it doesn't matter what side of politics you're on. I think it's confronting to think about those things that he, that he mentions and brings up for us to think about. And of course, um, if you've seen the Lamb ad, oh, right, fantastic. exactly what you're talking about yep. just there, about the divisiveness of the, of the states and, and things like that, and to look into 10 years' time as to what, you know, in a, in a tongue-in-cheek way, but, mm. but certainly focusing on exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. And part of, you know, the, the in the news segment I did earlier where I um, cut Carolyn Overington's uh, story about Dan Andrews down because it wasn't in context, it was out of flow. Yep. She talks in that story about um, the, the leaders are selling us the story or they justify their actions by saying, well, I'm keeping you safe. Now, you could never argue with somebody if they look at you and say, I'm keeping you safe. No. But the problem with that is it's based on health advice that's never public, publicly published and scrutinised. And it's taking a one state, one approach, not a national approach to things. And I think as business people, even though I operate my business in Logan City, I still do business across border. Yeah. And it's caused a lot of grief. It's caused a lot of loss of confidence in that arena. And I think that is going to continue if we don't see some nationalism and we don't see some unity. And it's got to come now. We can't wait for another six or nine or 12 months because it's just horrible. Yeah. Back in 1901 with Federation, mm. right? You needed the states for local government Absolutely. and things like that, but in today's today's world, with with all the video conferencing and uh, you know the transport and things like that, some uh, people could say that really a state government, you know, we could be just have the one federal government. Yeah, there's a lot of t- how many layers of government yeah. do we need? Local, and, and state, your local federal? does all your you know obviously the water and the and the and um, the sewerage and, and you know, mm. those sorts of things. So, It's a big topic and it's one yeah. that a lot of people have opinions on, but all the business people I've spoken with in the last five weeks have brought up the same viewpoint. They're sick of the borders being treated like an open and shut. Like It's sort of like the premiers get your hands off the open and close button because we need some surety. I won't go on holidays anywhere that's not in Queensland because I'm too scared because I don't know what the Premier's going to do in other states, what my Premier's going to do if something happens in interstate. So that's a real problem because whether it's holidays or business, it's money not being spent. And Pete, you've seen people get caught in, in different areas trying to get back. Um, you know, Holidays that just started a day or two later, got to go Gone. back. My yeah. in-laws, who you know, 80 living on a mountain in northern New South Wales, are too scared to come to Queensland because they don't want to get caught at the border. So that's it. So that's enough about border closures. But there you go. That's the first show for 2021, episode 20 in the suite of things. I hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you get in contact with us on the Facebook page. That, that, that was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nicky. Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNicky.com. Remember what Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version 9. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show via podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm.